Introducing the hottest new podcast on the block. They are the beardiest bastards of them all. Welcome to the voice inside. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to the Voice Inside podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, I'm Kyle. I'm Neil, and our guest today is, if you'd like to speak, Hello, it's me, your boy, Dark Acoustic. Nice, nice to see you. Well, or, see you. as your Twitch <laughs> name says... Oh, Lyra. Yeah, yeah, welcome it's on It's probably getting a little bit confusing here and there. <laughs> Only a little bit. Uh, I never know what you call you. I always call you Dark. As long as I go through this podcast and don't call you Gold, we should be fine. <laughs> it would be a step of progress, actually. It would be, it would be. Today's the day. And Kyle go a whole two hours without calling me gold. Yeah. Find out at the end of this episode. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> so, can you give us a brief rundown of who you are exactly and, like, kind of how you started your journey? In what you do, who I am. Jeez, that's that's a whole story and a half right there. I don't even know who I am. Who am I? Uh, so yeah, most people know me as Dark Dark Acoustic. Uh, I originally met Kyle way back on a platform called Beam before it changed over to Mixer, in which that whole journey really started for me, starting on YouTube, and then getting into the streaming side of things. From that, then Beam came to be a thing. I met Kyle. We've maintained our friendship since then, and then I've met plenty of amazing people through Mix as a platform, and streaming as a whole has just been something that I've always enjoyed doing, having that interactions with people you meet along the way, and being able to share your moments while doing whatever it is on that side of content creation is always a fantastic experience. Mm. Very nice, very nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, I do want to talk uh, about Mixer a bit later on, for sure. Because um, it is a big part of where we met and kind of kind of where we both kind of got our footing, I guess. Yeah, most definitely. Um, <clears throat> so, <sighs> yeah, I, we, we asked this one to all of our guests. I say this with you being our first guest. <clears throat> um what is your favorite meal and drink? Okay, this it, this is going to be obviously a, a very boring kind of pick because it is very common, <laughs> but I just have to go with a good old pizza. You know, Good old pizza. A good old pizza. What about a drink? Add your own for pizza. And then drink, I mean, uh, anything with caffeine, to be honest. I mean, right, yeah. You're a, you're a caffeine person, which is... Uh... I think most people are, so <laughs> you have to have a little bit to uh, keep your day going. My body at this point is just caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Like, uh, if I don't have caffeine by a certain point of being awake, I, I just get a, I get a headache. 
I... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't bother me now. My day I mean, goes downhill. I used to drink 13, well, 10 to 15 cups of coffee a day, and I've, 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 I don't even drink, I hardly drink it now. It's How really the weird. fuck, man? I forgot. That's the thing. I, I've cut down on the amount of caffeine I drink a lot, and mm. I definitely don't drink it as much now for the taste, because yeah. for a lot mm. of energy drinks and whatnot, it's kind of just, you disregard that kind of thing after so mm. long. Yeah, I don't but, know what you mean. <laughs> I like I like, energy drink. <laughs> I like the energy drink if you mix it with alcohol, though. That's that's that can be quite nice if you pick the mm. right one. Um, it can be it can be quite uh, quite delicious. So um, I, I guess the best way of explaining it and comparing it is kind of drinking something like whiskey. You don't drink whiskey for the taste of it, mm. Mm. and that's kind of just how energy drinks and stuff is <laughs> for me at this point. Yeah. This is just I drink it because just. The caffeine, really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I felt that. <laughs> I'm at that point. I've been at that point. Um, okay. So the next question is, where did we meet? Well, uh, we've already established that uh, mix-up. We have. Or being beam. And I mean, really, I think it was initially from... I think I joined one of your streams initially while you were doing music. I think that's kind of how everything first established was you were doing music to begin with, and I joined through that. Um, I think so. I mean, back when back when I started on Mixer, there wasn't a lot of, I guess, music streams, and I was just kind of getting into music at the time myself. So, I think it must have been through 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 a Minecraft stream, either Minecraft or music, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the two. Yeah. Because I feel like we were both pretty prominent in both of those categories. Yeah. There weren't many people doing music when um, you first started. I remember. No. Fact, definitely, there wasn't. There was. There was only a handful of people, and it got better. You know, bigger and bigger, didn't it? Yeah. It, like I took like a year break or something um, mm -hmm. at one point, and I came back, and all of a sudden there's a music scene. And I'm like, whoa! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> there's like two streamers here before. Blew up and that was it, wasn't it? So it's mm. good. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of went backwards too on that approach because, like, you kind of progressed more towards music from that point. Like, you yeah. built up from that, and I went the opposite direction of I moved down from music to the point of barely doing it anymore <laughs> and just completely following gaming. Right. Yeah, you did. Um, I remember many a uh, many a late night Minecraft stream from you. <laughs> oh, most definitely. That was kind of my main form of content way back. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I remember quite vividly that summer that I think it was on I think it was probably our last proper summer on Mixer because I feel like we both took a break after a bit I think we both took a break at the same time from Mixer actually um ish yeah I don't remember the exact timeline <clears throat> but I no. went through a point of with a group of people I transitioned to Twitch and then came back to Mixer yeah in which. I think he was like back streaming again there at that point in which mm -hmm. I started tuning back in again <laughs> and then from that point I kind of went way more variety in, in that regard yeah because yeah. I, I remember that that summer we were both pushing for partnership and we were both getting decent figures you you're you better than me at that point considering and... the um I mean that you've always got to think about how Minecraft is such a a popular game like oh, one yeah. of the most popular best-selling games out there for for certain that 
to pull that kind of viewership is obviously a lot much easier than it is to do that with some like music where especially on mixer the music scene wasn't as prominent as you mentioned yeah it was definitely a lot harder to get going on mixer but i feel like within the music community there was a lot of supporters however that that did end up feeling very clicky because it kind of at some point i remember there being a divide between two different groups and that's kind of when i went okay i'm out <laughs> that's <laughs> when i took my break i was like oh, i'm good i think that happens everywhere at some point though i think um, it does you know everywhere gets that you, you get to a certain point and you, you're like oh <laughs> but it's it's i mean it doesn't hurt to have a break either so mm. it's, it, it only improves stuff eventually i think right oh, yeah. so um you know you come back refreshed and ready to for something new which is uh which is always good and then you say so both progress to um twitch so which is you know the main thing isn't it now so <laughs> it mm -hmm. seems to be seems to be the big one yeah it, that's something i kind of want to touch on with um with like mixer i think one thing that was so great and appealing to a lot of people was how connected the community was originally yeah as soon as deals started coming in and i'm i'm not going to say that that was kind of the uh, a big cause of the way uh mixer declined in any way but i definitely feel before that point everything was a lot more connected and people wanted to be on it because not only was it just the whole deal with microsoft and how a lot of xbox xbox members kind of were could join there because it was just directly built into xbox yeah. But also just everyone that transitioned over there was just like they were doing it because they heard so much about the community and they wanted to be involved with that. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think I think with Mixer the community was a big draw. I think the interactive side of Mixer was also a massive draw. Um because obviously with Mixer you could make your own interactive things and oh, you could pretty so much things. build it into any game or anything. And that was always super cool to me and super unique. Which Twitch has take, taken some of that on board. I feel like now we have the, the point system. That was yeah. something that we had similar. Definitely not as uh, involved. Mixer had like a whole interactive thing with the screen where you could pay for like use points to get like a beach ball and you could click on oh, the screen the beach and ball. beach ball and around. <laughs> like, that was really cool. But then you also had things like Hype Zone where, you know, whenever in a top 10 situation in like a BR you'd get put into this zone that your stream would be featured there. People could watch that and get involved and it would kind of take almost like a host. You'd be hosted temporarily. People watch your stream, join in the chat, they interact, they see you get the win, they get hyped up, you get hyped up because of more people get to see it than just your initial viewership. And that was something I think that brought way more people in. Connected people on a, a wider level, for sure. Yeah, I think it did. I mean, Hype, Hype Zone was definitely, I don't know, Hype Zone was a tricky one because I know a lot of people got the impression and the opinion that it was, it kind of felt like in, inflated viewership on those channels, especially on the Fortnite one, considering that I, th I think, I think they ended up making a PUBG one as well at some point. Um, and it just wasn't as popular, but, but looking back at that now, Fortnite was an insanely popular game at that time and it's and it still is if not more Def popular yeah definitely yeah i mean i'm, I'm still surprised like you were saying about uh, minecraft being so popular it's, it's, and, and continues to be that's the weird thing uh -huh. you know, 
so many people still play that game um, and new people come to it all the time which is which is why it's grown I guess and new newer stuff is all is still being added all the time which is which is really bloody cool for me I think it's great I'm loving starting again and doing that myself yeah um back because I, I mean I hadn't played for no, nine, ten years, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's like I never stopped. It's it's such a weird game that you can just go back to, and it's like, oh yeah, then you, you do that and you do that, and I take it at my pace, but that's fine. So you know, everyone does it at their own pace, don't they? <laughs> so I do no. what I can do on there, which is fun. So, but I still I still like it. It's a great game. Yeah, I think I think the biggest draw with Mixer was the interactivity and 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 also community. Um and I and I definitely feel that it did kind of go downhill. I don't know whether it was coincidence or or whatnot. I mean, I'm going to say it was coincidence. Um but it did definitely feel around the time that, you know, they started bringing streamers in on deals because I, I I don't know. I guess they were the kind of the first people outside Twitch to turn around and take a streamer and give them a, a certain amount of money to stream on their platform. Yeah. Um, I think one big factor with it was just that with those deals coming in, it brought it brought like an influx of viewers into it, but a lot of people going, "Oh, well maybe I can get into Mixer from Twitch or something and get successful from it." much faster yeah and a lot of people transitioned over for just that reason that i think it get got to a point where maybe just like that kind of took away from the community side of it like way more people streaming because of that influx of viewership and influx of people trying to stream on the platform Mm. therefore spreading everything out so much to the point where people trying to find new people to watch definitely wasn't as easy as it used to be and that's going to happen with popularity of the platform growing it's why twitch is so difficult to grow there's so many people streaming and it's so widespread and trying to find new streamers is very difficult it is um but i feel i feel with twitch over time slowly i i feel like definitely in the last year even though we haven't streamed much i feel like i've had more people come into the stream and say they found us through things like tags or through like just searching the section. Yeah, they've definitely opened up the um, the reach. There's a word I'm trying to think of, um, yeah. of like trying to connect people to new streams. I mean, looking myself, like when you go on the homepage, you see plenty of you might like this streamer because of this clips you may like because of other streamers you watched. When you're yeah. in a channel, you'll see this person, the streamers, uh, viewers also watch these people and you have a list of a couple of people and mm-hmm. that whole um, you know, variety of ways of trying to reach out and mm-hmm. find new people is always a, a good way to you know, connect new viewers to new streamers, which is great to see. Yeah, definitely. It prompts you to go and look, I think, as well. So it's, it's quite good. Oh, yeah. It's a good way of doing it. For it sure. a good way. I think um I think over time discoverability on Twitch has has been getting better. Mm. However, I I still feel I I I mean I feel like right now if you're doing something I mean it's always been that way. Like if you find a niche that's 
like not very much done or if you find a way to do something in a different way that that it hasn't been presented before I feel like you're at much more of a chance of growing with that however it, it's then trying to capitalize on that and try and make things similar to that that those people are still going to enjoy um especially if you're like locked into like one game like if you only stream valorant or something and you find some a niche in it or something or whatnot yeah that's true one thing that surprises me um recently with the the wrapped that, that we've had yes. um you know going through and showing you what kind <clears throat> of categories you know you've streamed in and where you've gained your viewership from all of that one thing I noticed for myself, and I know for you as well, you were surprised by a couple of categories you were like top 10% in. Yeah. And there was about six or seven games I was top 10% in, and I didn't even play them for that long. It was like a couple of weeks here and there. Games like Elder Scrolls Online, Division 2, stuff I just wasn't playing very long and dived into, decided to stream, and as I went through my grind of those games for that certain amount of time, hitting top 10% in those categories was super surprising with how big twitches in terms of viewership and how many streamers there are out there like seeing yourself in those number lines even top five percent in some things you're surprised yeah it makes you feel better i think when you see that as well almost it, definitely it definitely gives you hope doesn't it that you're doing the right thing and you're you're you know you're getting out to people which is which is awesome really oh yeah That's for the, sure the main, the main thing isn't it so it, it all helps in that respect I mean, when you think that right now, as we're recording this, um, I'm using twitchtracker.com. They have four different trackers on there. One of them is live viewers now, live channels now, seven-day average channels, seven-day average viewers. The seven-day average viewers is currently at 2.1 million, which in a month is right. obviously three times that or four times that. Yeah, so you look at that close to 10 million, right? You're looking at close to like 10 million average viewers on the platform per month. And how many people actually stream? Oh, yeah, that that's the thing. That's yeah, that's more. The, there, was, there was a number out there on the wrap, I want to say, that they had like a really large amount of like new affiliates. Um, yeah. Year, which is like, obviously, that means there's a whole lot more people that are streaming. It was like 50,000 or something. Yeah, it was It was a really big number. And then there was like 600 partners or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? 600 partners and 50,000 new affiliates? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and going on to the subject of like... We can't talk about it much, but we can only talk about certain things that are public with it. Like... Uh, like the splits that you get like obviously every every streamer that's streaming um and trying to make a living off of it is going to want a, a better um percentage between yeah. both themselves and twitch so seeing on the wrap that that there were fifty thousand new affiliates this year it, it really puts into perspective on a why affiliates don't have a better percentage payout mm. And two, why they probably won't do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, with that volume of new people 
do. Like, yeah, granted, it's amazing that in the last year, 50,000 people around the world yeah. are able to now make money from something, from, like, a hobby that they enjoy doing. That's great. Yeah. And maybe... But, saying that, maybe only... three of them in the next year will grow to the size where they're partnered. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just going to say, really, I wonder how many people of that, of that, how many of that 50 are going to be still streaming in a year. Yeah. You know, how, how much that goes down. I mean, you can probably, you could, you could probably guess and say it might only be, I don't know, 10% would be probably too much. It's probably less than that. Um, that that actually is still streaming a year later. Um, but I mean, you know, it gives people the opportunity to try it. That's the thing. That's what I yeah. like about it. It gives you the opportunity to try it and you know, people some people stick with it and some people it's not for them. So that's that's the way it is, isn't it? It's the same uh -huh. with everything, I suppose. <laughs> you know, whatever you do. Yeah. yeah. You um, definitely also see like a an increase in streamers with that. I mean that that 50,000 affiliates is not even accounting for people that are charity-oriented streams that don't even want to get affiliated, yeah. and they just stay without that affiliation status, or people that don't even want to get affiliated to begin with. Like, I, oh, yeah. myself, have the requirements to be the affiliate, mm -hmm. but I just decided ha not to do it, because, right. really, I'm not too interested in the income coming from it. Of course, you could say it is just the bonus to it of you get paid extra for just, you know, doing your thing streaming yeah. which is great it's fantastic but from from my side of it i i do this for fun the content yeah. creation is my way of i play the game i share the moments of just as i'm playing and what i'm doing and the fun that comes from that and just those cool moments that you have you get other people to witness that and feel involved with that and that itself is the main reason i do it yeah. yeah, I mean that 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 is a great reason, and and that is also why we do it. However, obviously, on top of that, I I mean, man, honestly, becoming an affiliate in in it's it's a weird line because people will become affiliate just to. There will be people that become an affiliate purely for the basis of they want to try and make as much money from twitch as they can which sure that's what they want to do personally if you're getting into streaming and that is your goal that shouldn't be your goal ever first no way because i feel like there's there's much better ways outside of twitch to gain revenue like you can do merch you can do stuff like patreon or have outside things and it and it and I think there's a lot better ways than just turning around and going, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna become an affiliate with like a hundred followers and go full time on Twitch. You should not do that ever. <laughs> there's a lot of ways to to to, to make money, um, but you you've got to find your way of doing it. That's the thing. That's that's the, the, one of the biggest things, isn't it? I think and, as well. And I will say yes, we are a smaller channel. And we do turn around and say we are full-time content creators. However, when we say that, we mean more from the music side previously. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and then there's obviously going to be people that become affiliate purely because they want to have a sub button and feel like it's some sort of like verification in a way, I guess. Yeah. Um. Because pretty much at the end of the day, it's just like having a partner badge, like having that partner badge doesn't really benefit you at all um which is another thing of that that's the question i want to ask you if do you think that having a partner badge would would help in any way i mean i feel to a degree there's some extra discoverability out of it because mm. if i don't know any more but i know before uh if you look on Twitch in like general categories, you would see a streamer's name who is partnered and you'd have the little verify tick next to it. Yeah. Seeing that in the category, you kind of feel like, okay, this person has been doing it for a while. You know, they've established a community. You know that they, mm. they have some popularity for some reason, whether that's their, they have a, a fun personality, what mm. they do for sure, they're really talented. It could be many sort of things that draws you to that streamer in particular. Yeah. Whether they still do that anymore, I don't know. Mm. Other than that, I mean, it's kind of just that bonus of in chat. You know, when you're in chat, I want to say it does show for certain. And you then see, okay, that person is verified, you know, like they're a partner streamer. And with that, then, you know, you kind of, you have that respect for them in, in some form. Not that you don't have respect for other streamers, but you can establish their streamer straight away. Whereas mm. I think if you had another form of icon for just anyone that is a streamer. That way then, you kind of share that, that same mutual respect across the board because you're like, oh, this other person's a streamer. You can connect to them on that level and know straight away from them being in your stream or, you know, you going into someone else's stream and seeing that person in the chat. Yeah. You know what they're doing. You know they have a stream. Yeah. yeah. I, th I think I, I'd like if there was, like, a global, a global Twitch badge to show that to show off that you are a streamer however with that yeah there are a lot of channels yeah there's such a drama filled side to streaming as well yeah. where people will get jealous that there's a partnered streamer in their chat and ban the partnered streamer when they're just yeah. purely trying to go in there and like network do what the smaller streamer is doing most definitely. And I, I feel like, you know, from, uh, you know, if it was me in those shoot, like the shoes of a partner streamer going into a chat, I would feel weird kind of talking sometimes because oh, yeah. of just that reason. A hundred percent. It must be really weird. Yeah. And it, it's probably why a lot of partner streamers don't go and raid smaller streamers right. because in in theory you you don't see it a lot the only time i really see it is like maybe i, I don't know i i guess i guess it does happen it, it's just a lot rarer i guess it's gonna fall down to the person the streamer itself rather than just the status of the streamer i mean yeah. i think we can all agree on that like if there's a kind person that is partnered they're going to you know raid whoever they want they're oh, yeah. not going to be singling out like, oh, this person's partnered or not, so I'm going to raid them. Yeah. But I told uh -huh. raiding someone who isn't partnered and having that kind of 
you know, uh, pushback, I suppose. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. I, I missed a, a slight part of that because for some reason, <laughs> um, our internet, I think, went a bit dodgy. I don't know about you, Dad. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I, it sort of went off and then come back on. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not <laughs> quite sure what's happening. No. Um, it's alright. I just... can't fully remember where. No. <laughs> where 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 you were? So I won't make you repeat it. However, <laughs> I think I think the overall gist was there. Um, <laughs> it wasn't much we missed. It was like that couple seconds. You yeah, probably saw yeah. both of us freeze. <laughs> um no i mean uh yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird it must be a weird thing for them for people that are part of the day yeah yeah i can i can understand um but i, th I think it, it can also be the same vice versa like i've raided bigger streamers before like like this was back on my start on twitch mm. back when i was like 13 mm. um and i remember raiding this bigger minecraft streamer bear in mind by bigger minecraft streamer i mean like 30 viewers right yeah. which is a lot it is a lot yeah. of viewers yeah however um the ego on this person was so much bigger than that yeah. Yeah. um that's a shame when that happens that, definitely. that they that they turned around and they were like oh yeah don't raid me if you have less than like 10 viewers i'm like yeah it's like, what do you want? Yeah. Whoa. That's, what? That's, that's not nice. I, I, I will never really understand that because, I mean, at the end of it, it is someone sharing their community with you. Yeah. Like, the, the numbers do not make any form of difference whatsoever if you're just getting extra viewership. Is that not what you want as a streamer is, like, to reach out and get more viewership? I would, I would hope so, but some people are, I mean... You know, some people are just like that, I guess. Some people are weird and, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, you would think that that Shame. is what your goal is. Yeah. But I guess for a lot of people, maybe it isn't. Because obviously, mm. there's the whole thing about hate raids and everything. And people weird. that purposefully yeah. go and hate raid people. Mm. Or, pull it, or, or people's content that is only them pulling a stream up and having their stream go in and harass that person. And that's been such a big thing over the last like two three years you just went out then okay um <laughs> where did i cut out uh, near the well go again probably would be the easiest thing to say um so what was i saying i was saying um there's different forms of, like hate raids and all that kind of stuff and people pulling up certain people's streams for just like playing it yeah, yeah that, that's that's pretty much all I said. Um, <laughs> I was just like, um, yeah, like it's, I was just saying, it's been such a big thing over the last two to three years that um, that is also a thing as well, mm. which is ridiculous. It's a shame that that happens. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you see it everywhere, though. That's the thing. I mean, on oh, yeah. on, on any kind of social media platform, <laughs> you know. You, there's always somebody disliking something somebody said or somebody's put a picture up and they don't like it and whatever and it just builds and builds and builds and i i just i, I haven't got time for it yeah to be absolutely honest with you i i, I don't want to see it um <laughs> it, it seems 
petty and stupid than me. And that's, and that's it, you know. It's like that guy the other day, not naming any names. I doubt they'll ever see it, but I was streaming Fortnite the other day and we were doing yeah. a logo quiz and chat was telling me the logos and I was trying to make it entertaining and make out like I didn't know the logos, which fair enough for the car brands I didn't know. Um, yeah. The nitty gritty of it doesn't matter. Pretty yeah. much the basis of it is this person had come to our streams on and off for about a year and a half. Mm. They came, they come into the stream and they're just really nitpicky and everything. And just really stabby for no reason. Um so at the end of it they turn around. Um it, it came down to um they they asked me if, if I was playing modded uh, on 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 Fortnite and I'm like, there's no modded, creative is a game mode and people can make maps. Um He was like well, that's modded. We're like, no. And, like, people in chat, like, Dark was in chat. Um, <laughs> trying to explain, no, it's a whole game mode in the game. Mm. And uh, all in all, turned around and called everyone an idiot. And then, mm. and then uh, what what happened, Dark? Well, I banned him. I just, I couldn't tolerate that bullshit, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a... It was a formal disagreement until the point where he just started calling everyone like, you know, no brain zoomers because like he didn't understand what we were talking about. And as we we're trying to explain it to him in the nicest form possible, he just couldn't handle that. It was like, oh, no, I'm right. I don't talk about it. You guys are stupid. Bye. Yeah, well, that's that's the person that's always right, and it doesn't matter what you say. So there's there's plenty of them in the world, unfortunately. <laughs> we oh, I, I know a few of them, trust me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had um, <laughs> but I brought that up mainly because of what Dad just said. Um, yeah. But also, this person was also a streamer themselves. Yeah. If someone was to go into their chat and do the same shit... They would not like it one fucking bit. And it's just like... Okay, so... like tolerant as you were, actually. So... Yeah. I have a high tolerance and patience for, for people that I, I will hear them out, but mm -hmm. it, like, yeah. as soon as they got to that point where they just started insulting people, Oh, no. It was like it, it's unnecessary. There's no reason to lash out in that form just because of no. you didn't agree. Yeah. So therefore, I'm not gonna sit there and be patient with you. You know, after you know all of that, it, it wasn't worth it. If you're not gonna listen, bugger off. <laughs> That's all it comes to. You know, at the end of the day, sometimes. But mm. there we are. You oh. know that that person is gonna come back again at some point and have the same kind of scenario happen. So it's not worth dealing with that again. Sure, you could go with the whole, like, you know, two strikes, third strike, you're out, you know, but it's, I don't know, I, I was not feeling it that day to, to want to actually have the patience to deal with them. Yeah. Um, for those of you that didn't know, I, we forgot to mention this at the start, Dark is one of our mods on Twitch, um, and has been since Mixer, so he, he has been a, technically a part of chased by voices longer than chased by voices yeah. um <laughs> he he is pre chased by voices era a lot of our mods are actually um there's only a, a brief handful that are from like new era yeah, yesterday um, or whatever yeah yeah that's true that's true actually yeah so 
boys, I just want to mention, um, yeah. you know how I said we're going to be here for a while? Yeah. We're only like a question or two in, right? We're, we're um, 40 minutes in, and we're on the third question. But we've covered a lot, though. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's what you've got to do sometimes. We've so. got all the time in the world. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, if you are listening to the podcast... Um, I did forget to mention at the start, which is a failure by me. Um, if you do enjoy the podcast and you want to listen to more, make sure you check it out. The Voice Inside on Spotify. It's also on uh, Amazon um, and obviously YouTube. Uh, and you can find us at Chase by Voices on socials. Do you have socials, Dark? Um, I do, yes. Um, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's a bit confusing because like Olyra on Twitch, but that is basically Dark Acoustic everywhere else. Right. Um, and that is Olyra for anyone listening on Spotify um, with two A's at the end. O-L-Y-R-A-A. That's it. Um, Always good to spell, spell names because uh, <laughs> it can be confusing. Yes. Okay. So, should we speed things up a bit? Should well, we go a bit quick fire, boys? We're going to speed round, shall we? Um, Five, seven, <laughs> We need a massive speed So... Dark, what would be your dream job if you weren't doing what you are? Oof. Um, <laughs> fucking oof. I mean, I, I definitely can't say I'm in a dream job at the moment, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one for me because, like, I can't say I've ever had that whole ideology of, yeah, I want to do this form of dream job when I'm older type thing. I've kind of just always gone with the flow. Yeah. Um, streaming though is something that you know I've I've gone at with fun, but if it built into something more, I mean I would definitely just kind of let that let that go. I would just I would I'd roll with it. Yeah. And same thing would have went with music. Really, um, it's been a long while since I've done anything band oriented, but I think if it went into something of getting into another band or forming another band. I would probably roll with that, but it would it would definitely be a lot more on the um, the heavier side to anything I've done in the past. We like is... heavy. We do like heavy. <laughs> right. Like the, the thing is, in in the past, every every kind of music oriented thing or band project I've done has always been on the lighter side of things. Mm. Um, the heaviest it would go would be more like leaning to pop punk, whereas my music taste has evolved so much since then to the point oh, yeah. where I'm into the heaviest point of genres where people are just like, how, how do you even listen to that and understand <laughs> anything that's going on? What's that pig squealing about? Exactly. <laughs> what, did he, what, did he, what did he just say to me, mister? But <laughs> I, I would love to delve into that, like any form of instrument. And like, you know, whether it was vocally, whether it was like playing guitar, you know, picking up drums. I mean, I would love to get heavy into the drums, and I think it's the one instrument I haven't engaged in properly. Like, I, I've played, I have the basics down, but I would love to get good at it, become professional at it in some form, because it is the form of instrument where I think I can let out all my energy. Yeah, yeah, you can you can uh, definitely um, let your aggression out with it. Drums are so fun. It is, it is fun to do it. I mean, it's, it's like that's that um, "Won't Surrender" that we play. It's my favourite song to drum to, because it's it's so it changes in certain places, but it, it's one I can whack at, 
and I can really smash it, <laughs> smash the thing with it. That's why there's so many scratches on that bloody thing of mine <laughs> on the front because I use the wire brush as well. On occasion, um, yeah. it's my favourite thing. You know, it's it's one of my favourite songs to do. I, I love I love playing to the heavier ones um, mm. because you can you can bash it out, which is cool. Mm, definitely, that would be interesting to hear. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I do like. I don't know. I mean, even on back on Mixer, I I I I, I guess that was the kind of era I started getting into bands like Bring Me the Horizon and everything. Like, like meeting you is when I started to really start listening to like heavier stuff. Mm. Um, I, I slightly got into it a little bit beforehand, but I think the heaviest I'd, I'd gotten was something like Maiden or something at that point. Um, Which, in the grand scheme of things, is not really heavy at all. I mean, it, it's like heavy kind of classic metal. In yeah, a it's way, heavy like... classic. There, there's yeah. so many genres of music that like and metal everything that it's yeah. so hard to define some things anymore because <laughs> there's more than one genre to define something as like yeah. i couldn't yeah. even give you my favorite genre other than the fact that spotify throws out that deathcore is probably up there as like my most common listen to yeah for sure that's good, that's good. i can't remember what mine was this year i feel like it was pro- it was probably pop punk maybe mm. Or metal, one of the two. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Mm. I might have been metalcore. Yeah, metalcore's always up there for me as well. Because that's like, like that... that's what Bring Me the Horizon the class does, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah. that one genre that people delve into. I think easiest with metal because it is that those screams and then you've got those cleans for most choruses and that type of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like the 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 mid the midway point between holy shit, everything's turned up to eleven, and <laughs> like oh, that's a bit too clean pop punk for me. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's also the easiest to get into for guitar guitarists as well, and vocalists. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've not delved as deep into electric guitar as until recently, and. Yeah going through like metalcore albums to. like first asking album and whatnot it is the easiest to pick up just like open oh, yeah. string and just distorted chords like all of that type of stuff like those patterns you pick up so easy from that but it opens yeah. up a whole new side of guitar oh yeah, yeah. like man like eat like the thing with metalcore as well is like if you don't know how to solo on an electric guitar if you if you learn a few metalcore songs, you're you're gonna learn that that little trick, that little octave trick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is so it's such a useful thing and it's so simple. Mm, but I, I feel like even in bands like Green Day, they kind of use that though a little bit. Um, just a smidge. Um. Yeah. Where were we? Dream job. We we went straight off like course. Dream job. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back to the twelfth hour of <laughs> the voice inside with Dark Acoustic. Um, do this the uh, fifty-four hour thing. We're now playing Minecraft. No. Um. Okay. Who were your biggest inspirations growing up? In Oof. in anything could be um um a parent or you know what not. 
family, oh, teacher, anything, whatever, anyone. Whatever okay, this, this is going to sound like quite big-headed and egotistical, but My myself God. to begin with. <laughs> no, so, okay, let me explain here. So, uh, growing up, I was... Uh, my mum's side of music was kind of more um, uh, just like old uh, pop kind of stuff, really. So mm. a lot of, um, I'm, I'm trying to even think of things off the top of my head now. Um, it Kind of like early 2000s and 90s kind of like pop stuff. Right. And as I kind of went into like my early teenage years, I then started being introduced to punk so like green day like dookie like that album yeah um that kind of started like my whole music progression of i like this stuff a lot i kind of want to explore a bit and then around that point then of me being in high school there were albums dropping from like falling in reverse you know stand up and scream from asking all that kind of stuff where i started getting into the heavier stuff and that's always built up as time has gone on as me just kind of exploring out and I have such a wide range of music now because of myself like obviously having that introduction and like growing up with 80s stuff and whatnot helped that heard some classic stuff i heard some like old rock stuff and then having that pop and then leading into metal myself opened up that whole other side of things the only bridge there that i never really kind of got into was like country but there were so many forms of pop that lean into that that it was quite easy to transition to that too and obviously picking up acoustic guitar and whatnot also added to that so now i have this whole wide range of i will listen to absolutely anything but metal remains my favorite genre and that's only grown heavier over the years because i've built up that whole tolerance of i actually enjoy um you know these multiple string guitars like seven eight nine strings and Mm -hmm. double kick drums and all that kind of stuff and solos and uh the vocals side of it like no matter how heavy they are to the point where it's just inaudible yeah. niche little details and methods in those kinds of genres is what really clicks music for me and kind of been like wow i'm glad that i built up and brought myself into the genres of music because if i didn't start leaning into these other genres i wouldn't have got to where i am now yeah. as for the gaming side of things, I mean, really, the only inspiration I can think of off the top of my head to where I really started my content creation journey was Google Gibson. He now just goes by Gibson, or GBSN, technically, on Spotify. Uh, he used to do this whole thing of going into Call of Duty lobbies and singing to, to random people uh, oh, I in the game. Know. and. I, I then approached doing that same thing that he did when I started playing guitar and, you know, delving into that myself. So then mm. I started doing that with streaming and I did that and then it built up from there. I went to, to Mixer or, or Beam and then started playing other games and a variety can help that. I think um, our friend War, War Actual, like, yeah. he really kind of helped that too because... I met him through Overwatch, and then from there he started playing other variety games. He picked up an Xbox, he started playing variety and showing me new games that then I started opening up to all this other stuff rather than just Call of Duty. Because before then, and before Minecraft, I was playing COD and 
I was messing around with like game battles and playing Call of Duty for money that you know I I kind of didn't think about playing other random games other than like the odd games of like Halo with friends and that type of stuff. Yeah. So I've got him to thank for that. I've got you to thank partially as well for like the music side of things streams because like oh, fuck. yeah oh. like you doing streams back then was like oh you know like other people are doing it too like i kind of want to do it as well a bit more and started like throwing it in a stream here and there but it wasn't a regular thing for me yeah well, that's cool though i like i like your approach to stuff because that that makes a lot of sense to me um that you you've sort of pushed yourself along which is which is really good i think that's great i mean i I feel like content creation as a whole a big deal of it or a big portion of it is kind of you know you take inspiration from others or you get these quick like creative ideas that just you know randomly spark up you wake up one morning you're like oh my god that's a really cool idea why didn't i think of that and then you start rolling with it yeah Mm -hmm. that's brilliant that's the way it is yeah. yeah, I think I think for um for ins- inspiration wise, I, I was very much the same with music. I mean, my mom listened to a lot of eighties pop, like ABBA and stuff, ABBA and, and then a lot of two thousand stuff. Like yeah. uh, growing up, I'd hear fucking Peter Andre on blast over and over again, and I'd be like, "Really? Come on!" <laughs> I do not need to know about. Oh, and then I'm, I can't I'm, I'm in another room with my headphones on listening to fucking whatever metal or, or fucking rock bands or blues or whatever I'm listening to, you know. So like, I, I didn't need to hear Mysterious Girl on repeat for like three hours. Come on now. So <laughs> I did. I did. come on, you love Peter Andre, don't lie. I've heard you singing it, but <laughs> I have not. Thank you. Oh, he's gonna stare daggers at me now. Like he's, he's oh. <laughs> However, um, saying that, a metal version of Mysterious Girl would go fucking hard. <laughs> It'd be good, yeah. So, uh, yeah, right. Write it down for genre thing when we get around to that. And, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a go at that. So, not a problem. <laughs> yes. With your, oh. with your screamy bits in it, that'd be, that'd be awesome. With my screamy bits. Yeah. Wait until you that. eventually hear dark screamy bits. Oh well, there we are. Yes. I mean, I've never heard dark screamy bits, but I know he has screamy bits at some place, no, somewhere. Very, very nice. How to get deep down? How deep down? In, in the gutter rules. That, that's the best place. <laughs> right in the gutter rules. Right in the gutter rules. Yeah. Um, I take okay. my inspiration from a drain pipe. <laughs> oh, is that the secret? <laughs> What's the closest I can get to this sound? <laughs> What's the closest I can get to a drain pipe gurgling? Um, okay. Um, the next question is, what music did you gravitate towards growing up? Yeah, I, I guess you've kind of touched on it, but I guess you could go more in depth if you'd like to. Um, did you say what kind of music was like? Yeah, what music did you gravitate towards? Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely more like pop punk at the beginning was kind of just like what i was kind of introduced to yeah so um that sparked mostly into like a fair bit of fallout boy um infinity on high is still one of my favorite albums to this day like i will listen to that album front to back and mm-hmm. not want to skip a song absolutely love it yeah but yeah del- delving into like a lot of metalcore 
that was kind of like the the early beginnings of um says i mean that, that's probably the closest like i ever had to like a um you know an emo phase as people call it <laughs> yeah. like i i never really went into the whole like scene kid thing of just like you know black hair or painted nails or anything like that and i, I feel like that's obviously you know it, it's not a thing to be frowned upon so much as like some people make it out to be because it's more of oh, like no. a, a way of expressing yourself yeah yeah it's but, like a whole style yeah really. I, I, ne I never delved into that but i definitely had a taste for the music like um, yeah. i feel like that of rides like very much considered a emo band but yeah. i there's so much uh, you know draw to their music for myself that i will listen to that with no regrets whatsoever because Oh, yeah. The melodic two guitar pieces they have is just you can't really match it with a lot of bands. Like there, there will be other bands that have that, but they they are like a defining band for it. Their yeah. first album is another band I will listen front to back and absolutely love it. First three albums, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but their stuff asking asking kind of fell off. Uh like with a lot of the newer stuff not like as in the band falling off because that's a oh my god a phrase they I fell off yeah that's a phrase i don't really like using <laughs> for bands like they switched up their genres to a more like arena friendly style yeah and i appreciate that i will listen to their newest album oh yeah on the back and enjoy it but i won't mm -hmm. listen to it as much as like going back and listen to the first three albums no, i will yeah. listen to those on repeat but i won't listen to the new album on repeat i gotta be in the mood for that yeah I mean, it's like, I mean, obviously, if you if you go, if if, an, if a song from an album you listen to a lot growing up comes on, you're, you're going to listen, you're going to go, oh, this, this exists, and then go and listen to that album, because it's like, oh shit, you're reliving what you felt the first time you heard it. That's right, yeah. Yeah. That's that thing, that's that thing with music that gives you memories and reminds you of stuff that happened and, and situations mm. that you were in when you heard the song. See, I'm, first time, you know? I'm, I'm weird i i don't i don't get nostalgic so much in that way like when i kind of listen to those albums i will get those sparks of like you know what? i used to listen to this album so i'll go back and listen to it but i won't really have any form of attachment to it of like i used to listen to this so i i will listen to it again and listen to this listen to that yeah um it, it's more of just like an appreciative thing of like you know the say the first Blackfell Brides album, like i will listen to that just randomly because i love the guitar in it i love the solos in it yeah. Andy's voice, even in like the remastered version, like you know, his vocals have improved a lot, and they made a lot of changes in the album that I appreciate. Although there are some stuff within the new remastered album where I prefer the original album to the the new one. Um, from that album, like Mortician's Daughter, they did kind of like a. I think your internet's kind of. They, with the mortician's daughter what, what did they do yeah so they made like an overture version of it where they they kind of did like a full instrumental version of it oh. um, beautiful piece i absolutely love it back on track <laughs> back on track where were we where were you um yeah i was going on about the whole Batfire bride album um yeah and like uh sweet blasphemy another song on there one thing with like the the new version is great, but the original version, there is a part that a lot of people don't know, but there is a whole synth part in the chorus, which I will always appreciate. I love that. Yeah. Um, that I always prefer the original version yeah. for that. That I will pick songs back and forth. Like I prefer the newest version 
album. Uh, we're back. Sorry about that. You won't notice anything on the podcast, but our internet is being a little bit of a weirdo. Um, so if anything sounds a little bit weird or a little bit off, um, it's probably because we're having to cut um, a little bit here in the recording. Because for some reason, our internet seems to be being a little chilly. Um, we're going to move on to the next question, however. Um, right. So the next question is, what content creators did you gravitate towards? Well, uh, I already touched upon Gogo Gibson being mm -hmm. one of like the main leans into content creation itself. Yes. Uh, since then, I mean, for myself, watching content, I tend to go towards more uh, professional players or uh, people who are just very talented at games because that's kind of like where my interests lie. So people like Shroud or pro card players like Optic Scum. I know he's retired now, but he was a big inspiration going into things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Optic Vimage, uh Way back when I started playing Kordry, he kind of led me in the whole sniping direction and montages. Mm. So he was a major inspiration. And from like the whole music side of things, I mean, more recently, uh, Will Ramos of Warner Shore. He's probably oh, yeah. the biggest one. For, for the stuff he's kind of done, like the last few years, kind mm. of jumping into Lord of Shore and the, the talent that that guy shows and the passion he shows for the music industry is amazing. For sure. Cool. Awesome. Um, okay, the next question is, if you could meet somebody to either get advice from, jam with, play games with, or just have a good old natter, who would it be, dead or alive? Well, that, that would be Will Ramos. <laughs> he seems like a super chill dude. And, I mean, I think we'd click, like, personality-wise. And, yeah. you know, having, having a jam sesh and just, oh, yeah. you know, taking notes from him, like, learning. Like, that would be cool in itself. That that would be a cool thing. I, I feel like I feel like learning from Will um, on the scream side is, is always going to be a, a fun time. Especially because he, he, he's gone into the side of things. Even his cleans. I mean, I don't know if you've heard any of his clean stuff, but like, mm. he's got some nice cleans too. Yeah, true, true. I haven't listened to a lot of Lorna Shaw. Um, you should point me in the direction of some songs at some point, for sure. I mean, they, they definitely don't show as much cleans in the band, but like, he's done some solo project stuff ah, where he's leaned into it. Gotcha. And that's definitely where he's actually like done full cleans and whatnot, which is, is kind of where you want to lean into. That makes more sense, yeah. Um, so that mm? oh, okay, it just sounded really like muffled and quite quiet. No, no, I was, I was, I, I just said, yeah, very good, and I, but I was, my head was down. Sorry, <laughs> okay, I was just like, what, oh dear, what, what audio is going on here? <laughs> I was looking down because my eyes were hurting. And oh, I was I got my you. eyes, and I was looking downwards at the time, and it's yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Do, 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 do. Skimming over, skimming over, skimming over. That's all us. That's us. Um, shit. Um, actually, I can ask that. Um, so, in the past, have you been in any bands, and what kind of music did 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 you make? So, partially touched on that. Um, mm. I did like a bit of a duo project with a friend, and then I went into another a band, and then with that. It was a bit more of just like a, um, I, I guess, rock leaning into uh, punk in a sense. Yeah. And then 
uh, I had a whole online band thing going where we were going to just do straight covers and throw them on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but that really didn't go too far before actually, like, you know, starting anything and putting anything out there, unfortunately. Oh, that's true. Um, that's, uh, that's been something I've always kind of wanted to do. Yeah, get a few people. Ironically. And, yeah, put it all together. That's always been a cool the, thing. You've got that skill to put everything back together again, haven't you? So it's, um, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, everyone just kind of takes the whole side of, like, they record a video of them doing yeah. their piece and then yeah. bring it all together into one big video. Yeah, yeah. I, think that'd be, I think that'd be good. That's I mean, some of, the one, some of the ones he's done, when and, and he's got, like, three different views of him doing stuff, it, it always looks really good to me. I like mm. that sort of thing. It's interesting. I think that's, that's something I've uh, always wanted to do, and it's something I want to do, is um, do more collabs in the next, like, year or so with other musicians. Um, for YouTube, I did try reaching out to some people from just the YouTube side, but uh, everyone was busy, mm. <laughs> so that never went to anything. But, but hopefully, um, I feel like we could do some cool shit as well. Um, okay, um, where am I now? I don't know where I am anymore. Where am I? Help me. Um, okay, so. With either music or content creation or gaming, whichever one or all three, um, what has been your biggest challenge slash learning curve? Ooh, that's a very good question. Mm. Uh, so I, I would say on the gaming front of things, um, I think I can comfortably say that I'm a bit more naturally gifted. Um, when it comes to, to my ability to play, to play generally, the, I feel like I'm above average in a lot of games I play, especially like the FPS genre, and I can excel in that area to where I've never really felt like I've had discomfort of any form um, other than where I feel I could push myself and then lean into those areas of like, okay, I'm not as comfortable in this side of, uh, you know, this part of gameplay, so I kind of want to lean more into that. Uh, like, as an example, like, something like Apex, like, leaning into movement uh, away from, you know, my typical ability to be good at the, you know, the gunplay side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having that is, you know, a tendency of, like, it's a learning process, but I've never really found it to be a struggle to try and pick up because it's something I'm passionate about. Cool. Music, however, I've always felt on and off. Like, I will go for a process of, I will be involved and passionate about it for a small period but then i'll feel disconnected and i'll fall off of it yeah. and that's probably just my biggest thing is just like with music just i always kind of like weave in and out of it and never have a consistent flow and i think that's just because of back when i was doing music the initial reason that i fell off of doing it and fell out of passion and love for it kind of drove me in a step of like i don't really care about doing music for myself as much anymore right but now leaning into trying to play heavier stuff to more of my interest has yeah. definitely helped that rather than just oh i'm gonna learn how to play this song of a newer popular song which i'm never really going to utilize as much unless i go do covers of it right yeah that's, that's cool yeah that makes sense that makes sense got you and anything on the content creation side at all probably networking really uh, mm, I've, I've always I've always struggled with that and never really want to reach out uh, particularly 
and th- yeah. that's just down to to me being stubborn in itself really and no one's ever going to really uh understand that you're going to want to connect with them unless you know you actually engage in that that way and say like you yeah. want to connect and do some stuff yeah it's a, it's a difficult thing i've always struggled with networking to be honest um I mean, everyone's got to be wanting to do it. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? With network, yeah. everyone's got to be. You know, you ask somebody if if they're not that sort of person, they don't they don't really enjoy doing that. Then you're not going to get them to do it, are you? So it's 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 an awkward it's an awkward one, really. Yeah, um, I, I think networking is definitely a challenge. Um, I think in the, I think. Um, by doing the social media manager kind of job I was doing for the old oh, yeah. esports yeah. Um, org I was with, the Vandals. Um, I think that really... It pushed me into learning more things and it pushed me into more of figuring out what works on socials for promotion um and i think that did help a lot going into chase by voices and even with even as as recent as the jingle jam that that really did push me into oh i have to network (laughs) yes it's gonna be much easier if i network with the people in here and talk to the people in this discord i'm in yeah and And going to the streams yeah and i don't know as 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 a creator it's so weird because it's either i i feel like it's either a thing of you spend all of your time on twitch networking i i I don't know i think i got stuck with that like i got i got too caught up in watching people's streams and networking that way than networking in other ways like yes that's a great way however i don't know i feel like there's better ways to network than just spending 24 7 on twitch because obviously there's other socials as well yes but with doing content elsewhere that also helps with that i guess um i I would also like to throw in there though that even though you could say that like spending the whole time on twitch and networking that way it definitely probably isn't as efficient but you build kind of a tighter connection with those people that you're trying to network with yeah like a smaller circle perhaps if you kind of just want to form like a small group it is better that way but if you're trying to reach out to multiple people for multiple collabs you probably want to be going across the board and spending splitting the time in half like half the time on twitch networking with the people that are mostly engaged with and then the other half going out and branching out on socials oh yeah for sure i agree with that 100 percent. i think that's the way to go um I definitely think if I I don't know I guess there's uh, there's questions down the line I'm touching more on that I guess so I won't I won't mention that yet Um, so what is the thing you enjoy the most about what you do I guess you can go from like the content side and the music side as well Um, and gaming whichever Uh, well gaming is like my biggest passion Um, it's one of those things where initially it was kind of formed as like a distraction but at the same time i just always had a love for it, it enjoying just you know playing games generally 
So it, it was a, a hobby as well as a a mental distraction that it just it kind of went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that, I mean, I, I've grown to love that more and more with playing variety and pushing myself into to new genres and trying to grind through big grindy games and knocking it down to doing it within like a couple of weeks. Yeah. I love that kind of push of like, how fast can I do it? Or yeah. um, how fast can I just like power through the power curve to get to the late game stuff to experiment with all the other content that I enjoy the most, the, the challenging, difficult content. Yeah. And being able to share that at the same time with the community is one great thing about it is like you, you get people's reactions and you get that involvement of like hey you also want to like go through this content too or you're struggling with this content you know we can kind of work together on that and power through together yeah on the music side yeah on the music side it's kind of as i said before i kind of gone in and out with music and the passion for it but more and more recently going into the genres that i enjoy more learning new um techniques and stuff that really is kind of like build that passion of like oh like i'm glad that i'm learning that that was really cool to learn and now i can apply this somewhere else yeah and i'm very much a perfectionist when it comes down to certain things where like i want to make sure that something is narrowed down to the point where i know how to fully do it and i'm comfortable doing it okay. and at the same time i can then work on a project and i make it exactly how i want it to be the best i can yeah that's i think being a perfectionist is is a good thing it's also a massive fucking downfall sometimes like i can't tell you how many times i've deleted projects straight out like i just i I will start it i'll get most of the way through 78 percent and i'll be like and no, delete. I feel like well, you just did all that work for like days on end, and you yep. just threw it away like that. Yeah, I I don't like it. Yeah, that 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 is me in a nutshell. Like, like with with the graphic stuff. Like, you watched me do graphics on stream the other day, and and I'm not I'm not a graphic artist. Like, I don't come from that background. I I have no real experience or any professional experience in that. But, like, I'll start making something, and I'll take so long to do it, and then I'll be like, eh, nah. <laughs> then I just scrap it. It's the same with yep. music. Like, yeah. I'll start, I'll, I'll find I'll find a riff I like, or a set of chords I like, and I sound, and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. I start building it, and then I'm like, alright, that's cool. <laughs> that's done. Never go that's back to it. It was fun for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, like spent spent like a, two hours on it, and mm. no, it's like the the Christmas song from this year, like the original one that the one I rewrote I, in the yeah, end. Yeah, we about. I spent yeah. like an hour, an hour and a half trying to write a fucking fresh new song, <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't working. No. And then, I, and then I'm just like, oh, let me just okay. do this. Just play this and done with it. Yeah, that was it. But. No, I mean, it, if it works though, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's you find ways of of doing stuff that way. Um, yeah, it's you know you think you've got a really good idea, and then you get you build a build, put a bit more to it, and you think, well, no, actually, it doesn't sound as good as I thought it would. So that's mm-hmm. why you you scrap it, I guess. But yeah, yeah it's, it is it, it can be frustrating at the same time though. 
I think. So, I, I, yeah, I think what, what's worse with music for, for me is when you start doing multiple takes and then you start feeling yourself kind of... I keep making more mistakes with it as I keep doing it rather than making it better. And that yeah. that's annoying me at that point. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. that, for me, that would be the time I get up and walk away and then come back to it later. Um, and and I would I would probably try again. It's it's, it's 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 like when I when I try and put a screw into something that I can't I can't feel where it's supposed to go, and you muck around for ten minutes trying to do it. Oh, see, I'm different. I will take a hammer to that screw. <laughs> I, no, I, I will just walk away and come back, and then the next time I try it, it will just go straight, and I'll, I'll be able to do it. I will take you know, a like hammer to that. Screw. I will take the hammer to the screw. <laughs> That's like with dad the other day we were putting up christmas lights and i'm like i can just use a fucking screw he's like no you can't use a screw <laughs> like, of course i can we just fucking whack it in It'll be fine yeah all um, them holes in that wall now anyway it's no, good it could be the bathroom door with the dartboard holes oh i did fill those holes in look <laughs> i just oh, yeah. got around Mind you, we don't know where the bloody darts are now. So <laughs> I, I, I know where they are. I think. Oh right, okay. Um, so on the topic of 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 being a perfectionist and everything, what is the longest time that you remember that you've spent on a project that you've scrapped? Oh, I I don't know off the top of my head. Right, that's fair. Um. <laughs> I mean, def- definitely, like, to the point closer of a week, I feel, of, like, yeah. back and forthing on something. I mean, I've definitely done stuff with projects in games like Ark and Minecraft and whatnot where I've been working on a build, and then I will spend, like, two days working at it, rip the whole thing down, and then do it again, and then rip it down multiple times before I actually go, you know what, I either just completely leave it and forget about it, or I just... Yeah. actually get it down to the final piece that i want see yeah. M- minecraft is that game for me that i am exactly like that in and i was today like that i i, I swapped something around three times i think before i decided what i wanted to do <laughs> and it was like I'd, I'd, I'd put certain stuff up and i thought no nah, it doesn't look right let me try it with this and i went back no that don't look right I'll do it with that one <laughs> it's, it's just, it just is what it is isn't it but that's you building in creative mm when oh, yeah, you're going yeah. to the survival aspect of things, oh, God, no. I mean, like yeah. the amount of hours that you spend gathering resources and having to do one thing to get to another thing. Yeah. And that's just vanilla. If you add mo- the modded aspect into that, oh my days. Well, I've, seen you, I've seen you do it. And it's, it's, it's for I, hours. And I'm like, why are you, you know? <laughs> Saying that, there was that one mod pack that I played that, um, oh, what what you see? It was that planet one that I played yeah, recently. Really good. I, I enjoyed that. Was really I know good I know you watched a bit of it dark as well. It's when yeah. I was in that tube. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, planet. It was really good. Asked asked something. Mm. I, I can't remember. That's annoying. Um, but like, I think that is the closest I've gotten to finishing a mod pack mm. within like a month, less yeah, than a month. It was like a bunch of tw- like twelve-hour plus streams I did. <laughs> and that's all I played. But I like I like doing those sometimes. Sometimes you get into it though, don't you? And it's like, oh yeah, I wanna. I like wanna like last it. night. Um, my problem was is 
I we finished doing the music stream, and I'm like, okay, I have a f feeling I want to play Valorant. <laughs> mm. Then I put a poll up in, in in the Twitch chat, and I'm like, uh, Valorant or Raid Out? Someone someone voted Raid Out, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, who's being cold here? You shouldn't fucking. Ask. <laughs> Confession, it was me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it was Ross, mainly because it's a Ross type thing to do. Um <laughs> oh, Although shout out to Ross because in the first episode, um yeah. originally when we were recording it, um we did the intros and Ross comes into the chat and is like, Can't hear Neil and I'm like, Of course you can. I was like, I've got everything set up fine. He didn't believe him because he And then I listened Then I listened back and it was gone. No, not there. Like today, before we started recording, um, yeah, I, I couldn't hear anything. Like, not even oh, me. Oh, Turns out, um, I put the audio encoder on 24-bit instead of just nothing, no bit, oh. okay. and no audio was coming through. The weirdest thing. I'm like, okay, it's weird. Okay. Last time I messed with that, then. <laughs> <laughs> um... Where was I? But yeah, um, I I did that and oh yeah. So sometimes I just want to stream for like hours on end, and and that that's a problem with doing a lot of longer streams. It gets me into that thing of oh yeah, streaming, and then my problem with how we're scheduling things right now. I don't have a problem with it. It's nice to have a lot of time off, but I'm also working on other things outside of that. And sometimes I, I want to just wake up and just stream the whole day. Which is why at like 3am last night, I went live on my on my channel. And I played Valorant for like 30 minutes. And then I was like, eh, not feeling it. I switched to Fortnite, played a game. And I was like, all right, I'm off to bed. <laughs> that, that's one of, one of the other things I kind of like... I, I guess I could say it's a bit of a struggle with content creation and like gaming sometimes is uh, on the gaming side, I will have moments where I'm not really sure what particularly to play. And when I have those moments, it's like I would love to be sitting there doing like multiple hour streams yeah. and have like spur of the moment just want to pop a stream at like two in the morning, three in the morning type thing. But one, I feel, is anyone going to be around at that kind of time? But then secondly, what am I going to play if I don't have a dedicated game that I'm playing at the time? Yeah. A long duration to where I can grind it a lot and put all that time in that I want to put in. Hmm. That's the thing. Like, I'd, I'd really like to do a um, modern Minecraft series. But the problem with that is <laughs> even a very kind of half-light pack that me and Mangold were playing. Um, we ended up paying like forty dollars for a server. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was yeah, like, which is so surprising because like getting like an arc server or something, or just a realm on like you know bedrock edition of Minecraft is only like twelve pounds something like that. Like it's not as bad in comparison. Like don't get me wrong, like we we were able to get a server for like ten ten pounds that was like. That we could put the mod pack onto the server and it and it and it and you could play it, but the problem was is the amount of RAM you get with that server and the amount of memory, yeah. like the amount mm. of memory that 
a mod pack will pump out is ridiculous. Especially if there's multiple dimensions. Yeah. yeah that's the top and especially with something like Vault Hunters, which is the pack we were playing, when you're constantly loading and loading out of worlds. And it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, there's always going to be limitations. Also. But I'd love to do a, a, a Minecraft thing. A modern Probably Minecraft if thing. You, if you started that, though, would you, be a, would you then be doing anything else? Because you get into it. That, and that, that's my problem. Like, gets, gets it, it's, it's like getting back into Valorant again. It's like, yeah. I need to make sure that on these days that I'm not playing with the team, that I'm yeah, that you're still streaming other things. Yes, that, yeah, that, yeah, and doing other stuff. Which so. also then puts me into a thing where I know that some days off of the schedule, I'm going to start streaming on the other channel. Mm. But I yeah. kind of have to force myself not to do that so I don't burn out. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point as well. You've got to be careful. That's the thing I realised last night is I'm like, I'm streaming on my gaming channel again at 3am. Right. I'm going to burn out. Because I'm like... If I stream now here through to like 8 a.m. and I'm like, oh yeah. shit, I've got to go to sleep and wake up <laughs> for like 12 p.m. and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. There's, it's all it's always swings and roundabouts. Unfortunately, you, mm. you've got a balance. It's finding a balance is the hardest hardest thing with whatever you do. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with that topic, we're leaning more into the mental health side of things now. Um, so. Has content creation um, or music, um, which, whatever, wherever you feel it, it puts, it works for you, or even like work, it, it could be, um, has what you do affected your mental health in, 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 any, in any way that you're comfortable to share, of course? I think content creation as a whole always has that mental impact in some way whether it's as deeply affecting your mental health as it is for like you know other things it still has some form of impact of maybe no one is around watching the streams you kind of get that that feeling of well do i continue doing it because i yeah. don't know if anyone's watching if it's worth it uh -huh. or some people feel a little bit more conflicted with are people going to judge them for how they act how they play all that kind of various stuff that it, it can have certain impacts on different people depending on the person. Some people yeah. obviously take more of a toll of it than others. Uh, personally, I've never really had as much of an issue with the content side or any of that really affecting my mental. It's more so outside things that brought out like the... It affected my mental health to a point where I stopped doing music yeah. just because like, I lost interest in it. And I'm like, you know, the that period i was just kind of I, i'm not feeling it so i completely dropped off of it i yeah. just lost the passion and that's kind of where that lied but as for any form of content creation and whatnot affecting my mental i mean i'd say more so nowadays as i've evolved as a person i'm more in touch with my feelings and appreciate my emotions that yeah. i know that some things i'm going to be feeling I, you know it, it's back like and happen that's just you know you are human yeah that is how it is but i also feel a lot more disconnected from my feelings than i used to i'm a lot more numb to things than i used to be like i want to say there's a whole tone for it of like you know not really having any kind of form of feeling to uh you know anything that kind of impacts you in any way 
like some things yeah. that would make someone sad or angry or something i kind of just it, it doesn't affect me in the slightest it's almost like yeah like like you said you're just kind of numb to it and you just kind of zone out i guess right maybe in in you know in a certain way um um yeah i i i mean i i definitely feel that um I feel like definitely from the side of wondering if anyone's going to show up, especially if you're doing something new and like, say you play a game, like take War Warframe, for instance. So you've only streamed Warframe for like a month. If you turn around and stream something like, I don't, I don't fucking know, uh, was a completely opposite game. Um, House Slipper 2, for instance. Oh. If you turn around and stream that out of nowhere, like, say you only stream, like, one game. If you're logged into a game. Right. If you turn around and you're like, okay, I'm going to play this game on this day because I want to try something new. Then I feel like it it could be a bit odd. Yeah, you, you build an, or an audience and you worry that, like, that same audience is going to be like, well, it's not my type of game. I don't play that, so I don't really care about watching someone play it. Unless yeah. they really care about the personality side of a streamer, which... Yeah, you know, fortunately, like many people do, but there are some people, and e even myself, uh, I'm quite guilty of it. Is I will mostly watch people for the game they're playing. Yeah. Um, like if Shroud is playing, you know, an FPS game, I will be watching those streams if I'm around and not watching anyone else. But uh -huh. if he's then playing like an MMO, if there's no one else really around that I want to watch at the time, I'll tune and watch it because it is something for me to just have on in the background. But most times I kind of be like, eh, I don't really care for whatever that is in particular that he's playing, and that's an FPS. Yeah, because my taste really like, and I know it's the same way for others. Like some people just play okay. one game and they want to watch that one game. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I definitely feel like it's like that. Um, I've done that too. Like as as much as I say, I feel like it's I I feel like it's really important for for streamers to have both kinds of those watchers in their communities I, I i i mean i guess i guess people that watch for people that end up watching for your personality and for you as a person normally end up becoming like regulars what we call yeah. regulars and Most then definitely. you'll have like the 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 pass-throughs for like certain games which is which is fair like of course everyone everyone can watch what they want to watch and if you don't want to watch say you like watching us play music and you don't want to watch me play valorant that's fine yeah. that's fair yeah. um I, I think a lot of people still watch though that's the thing we i've noticed I, last yeah. night for sure we we, we actually had more viewers when <laughs> switching to valorant than music and i'm like what the fuck's going on here that threw me the fuck off last night i'm like okay yeah but i mean i don't know if that's something to do with with because it's a lot of people are away from home at Christmas and stuff. Yeah, yeah, well. it's also Christmas. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what you never know what the situation is going to be like, especially at this time of year. Whether there's I mean, going yeah. to be people, people watching or not, if, if if they're busy with family and friends and stuff, that's it's, it's more likely to be. Yeah. Um, why why there aren't so many people on? But uh, well, for sure. Know, um, I mean, you 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 yeah you, you're you're still putting something out so i mean if, if there's somebody about and they 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 want something to watch they can watch you that's yeah. that's the way you look at it a lot of the time i, I think. think 
I think with holidays and stuff, it, it's always a thing of, obviously, in, in a year with streaming, um, with viewership and everything on, the, on that topic, um, there's certain sections in the year where you're going to have more viewers than other times. Wow. Like summer holidays, yeah. where people are likely off work or off school. You're going to get more viewers. Christmas, it's yeah. it's half and half. It it, it really depends. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're going to collect people that have just got computers for the first time, yeah. and and I think, oh, I've heard about this thing called Twitch. I'll come and have a look. And I, you're going to collect those where some of the people that you that may come in during the year won't because they're away doing other things. So mm -hmm. you. It's, it's always it's always a mixture, isn't it? It's... I think one of my favourite things is is towards Christmas time, and and we I think we had it happen. I don't know. I think it was a in our first year with Chased by Voices when when I was doing the uh, six a.m. streams. Oh god, yeah. Um yeah. and everything. I had someone come in and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is my first time on Twitch. You're the first person yeah. I came to," and I'm like what huh <laughs> of all the people they they make they, they gravitated towards my stream for the first stream yeah. i'm just like what yeah it's crazy i That's think my favorite thing though on top of that it's when um y y you know those people that come into especially our chat um i feel like dark seen this as well in our chat where people come in and are like oh i i, I didn't expect you to be as good as you were <laughs> kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. I always, I always question on whether they came in with the intention to like troll. Yeah. Because of appearance. Yeah, yeah because they see a yeah what you what you look like. I, I think sometimes. I, I always question it. It does. Wait. It does make you wonder. I think. Yeah. Even then, even if it's not in the the whole aspect of you know wanting to come in and troll per se. Like a lot of people do the whole like judging a book by its cover. Yeah. And, you know, they go, Oh, I don't expect that kind of voice out of somebody or you know, I don't expect someone to be able to have that kind of talent or ability when really there's nothing, you know, affecting them from being able to have that. You know, it's You should always be surprised. Right. You should always be surprised what, what people can do. That's that's all I can all I can say about it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's amazing. So. People, people always surprise you. Mm. I think that's the the great thing about Twitch. Though. There's mm. so much hidden talent across Twitch. Yes. Yeah. And there's such a variety of stuff. Oh yeah. Well. For sure. I mean, you know, we've got some really talented people. Hey, that was that was something I was going to partially tap into uh, at the beginning of the question of how, like, when mm. sometimes you have an idea and you want to like share that out with people, but you don't know if anyone's going to be around to see it. Or yes. engaging that to like really showcase what you want to showcase, mm -hmm. and that's always one thing that sucks. But even then, like showcasing your ability with something in particular, going back to you know Warframe as a game, I feel like that's one game where I can showcase my ability, and especially on like a new player approach, a lot of in my past of starting Twitch yes. and Warframe, I helped a lot of new players and. You know, my kind of approach was, if you're a new player, ask questions, I'll explain to you best I can in the most easiest, simplest way yeah. to have you understand. I think that's but a then, yeah. Right, a but then now I, I definitely feel like there are people that I even 
know myself, and I don't mean you here, Kyle, but I know people that have <laughs> ga- engaged in Warframe, and they play the game, they're learning the game, but they won't want to step in and, you know, you know, check out my stream at any point to let me showcase, like, and explain some of the things that they're a little bit confused about, even though it's basically a free resource. Yeah, yeah. And that sometimes is, like, not really annoying, but it's like, well, it's a bit of a shame that I can't really showcase to that person or multiple people yeah. that are in that position what I would like to because I know I have that ability to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I think for, with me, I'm I'm always someone who wants to try and do something myself before anything. I don't, I don't know if that's me being fucking stubborn or if that's me just kind of wanting to learn it myself. No, like, I, I feel like I'm the exact same. First. Like, it's, it feels more rewarding for you yeah. to kind of, like, engage in it yourself and, you know, work it out without having the outside help of, like, someone telling you what to do. You kind of pick yeah. it all up by yourself it... yeah. it's like that analogy of people reading over your shoulder it's, 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 it can be annoying I suppose yeah, right. well, which is why I approach it the way I do like I don't want to just be like oh this is how you do this do like, I want it to be like is there something you're not sure about and you you need a little bit of explaining to because I can help in that regard yeah. Yeah, I've seen people do that it's it's, it's weird when, when people come in and go oh no you don't want to go that way you want to go go, go, go through That's this port and, and do yeah. that it's like yeah. Well, yeah but I'd like to try and find out for my fucking self you know? yeah. that term is uh, backseating <laughs> in the gaming world yeah. is what yeah, you're saying yeah same as driving it's so, like backseat yeah. driving yeah <laughs> um, yeah it, I, I, I always prefer um, someone to go at it the way you do dark and I, I appreciate the way you go at it mm-hmm. because obviously you've been in being being a streamer and a content creator you've been in that position probably where people have come in and have gone oh yeah you, you want that this way instead or yeah. this yeah. is a better way of doing it <laughs> I noticed last night Kyle that I, I wasn't in the stream but I heard you talking about what you were doing yeah and you were, you were doing the thing about the head height stuff yeah in the game again and you were talking about that again in there and I think that helps people and um, the, way, the way you explained it makes makes a lot of sense to me speaking of which um i mentioned earlier valorant team um i guess i kind of announced it on stream today a little bit but i'm now part of a valorant team um i I cannot remember the name of the valorant team um rejects Rejects, that's the one that's the one i knew that i was just testing you duck um (laughs) but yeah uh chrissy one of the players um and he yeah the captain of the team he 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 turned around last night at like 2 a.m whilst i I replied to one of his discord messages on the team discord and he turned around and was like i was lurking during your thing today um on your like uh rundown of like headshot angles on sunset it it was was really good good shit and i'm like thanks i'm glad someone took notice and even ross last night yeah. turned around to me whilst I was doing it and was like oh that's actually pretty helpful and then I just kind of went on a tangent for like two hours I didn't mean to but like I said before I don't play the game but I get exactly what you were saying and I understand yeah. and it makes total sense to do that it mm-hmm. makes total sense if if you know that there's a point there that is going to be level mm-hmm. then use that 
and then just move a bit to the right or left and you've got the bugger, haven't you? So well, yeah. that's that's the way to do it. That's definitely the way to do it. I, I do think... Um, I, I, I like doing that whole thing of trying to help newer players understand things more. But when it comes to FPS games, a lot of players will completely ignore what you say mm. if you are a lower rank than what they are. Uh, yeah. And I've definitely had experiences where I've played with people that are higher ranked than me that I definitely know. Uh, uh, I've been around the block a, a, a few hundred yeah. times more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. Why do that? Why do yeah. it that way? Yeah. But yeah. like, when when I go to mention something, I will say it in a in a in a way that isn't patronizing or yeah. it's like it's just a thing of oh a thing I noticed whilst we're playing is is this yeah um, I mean it's it's a sharing your knowledge kind of situation yeah. more than yeah. anything I mean it's the same in music and and everything really oh, yeah. it's, it's sure. figure out what to do I mean it's, if it's someone, a whole across the board thing you, know, you know you you show them what what it was don't you. It's, yeah, it's like oh yeah, oh, oh, I've just learned that. It's, it's like, really like that goes for anything. Like yeah. whether you're a content creator and you're trying to give advice to a newer streamer or a newer content creator, or like even a friend that's a content creator of your size or bigger. Like, yeah. I, I feel like a big thing in in the world of content creation as well. I think I said a bit of this in the first episode as well. Is there's not there's a lot of content out there that kind of breaks down how you do things as a content creator sure. on stuff like YouTube and everything and how to make good YouTube videos, how to make good content, schedule it and all this stuff. There are some great fucking channels to do that. However, I found a majority of the better ones have like 20,000 subscribers or less. Like they're considered smaller content creators, but they explain it better, but they yeah. explain it so much better. And yeah. They kind of, I don't want to use the word gatekeep, but it's the only thing that in my brain yeah. right now would explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they gate, gatekeep, I feel like bigger content creators gatekeep information away yeah. from smaller content like, creators whenever they're asked. To, yeah, you don't need to know that. No. It's always a thing <laughs> yeah. of like, oh yeah, I, I, I don't need to tell you my secrets. And it's like, it's not a secret. Yeah. No, it's not a secret. But yeah. It's like all these I mean, like SEO bots you get on socials. Yeah, I mean, that's why I like watching cookery stuff. Because you learn something from it. You, know, you, see, you see someone make something and you think, oh yeah, I could do that. I could have a go at that. And even, even if you mock it up, it doesn't matter, does it? Had a go. So, especially the way I cook. So, there you go. But uh, That caught me off guard. I was like, that's out of the fucking blue, mate. <laughs> fucking cooking. It's the same principle, though. It's yeah, exactly yeah. It is yeah, exactly it was. I mean, <laughs> I think I've learned more cookery-wise by watching people and this, you know, viewing stuff right or being taught by somebody how uh -huh. to do stuff than i ever would have done I, I, you know some stuff i wouldn't have even attempted you know and it's, it's like why would i why would i attempt to make that um but oh it's actually quite easy when you when you know how to and i think it's the same with everything you know say going going with music or or gaming or, or whatever if, if if you're getting information learning something then it's all it's all bloody good really I also feel like going back to like Kyle's points of like underrated content creators and whatnot and the information that they share. Yes. There is a lot of situations where 
you'll see it a lot more in um like the mmo community or you know with games like uh warframe and destiny that kind of stuff where uh-huh. you'll have the more popular content creators will have the kind of basic rundowns of like here is this build for this said thing but the smaller content creators that you don't really look into as much and don't have that popularity actually have stronger builds that are more powerful because they go into the detail and the calculations of stuff and they put way more time and grind into it but they haven't had that chance to showcase themselves and gain that popularity that the bigger streamers or content creators have so you know yes the bigger content creators have the popularity but their builds might not be as good as smaller content creators are but people just flock to the bigger content because it's the first thing they find it's the first thing they see and they go oh yeah that guy has a few million followers or whatever that he knows what his shit and he knows what he's doing it's what you're pushed towards as well it's what's recommended to you yeah like i i notice a lot more when i go onto youtube and look for certain valorant things yes there's a lot of stuff for um from bigger content creators but actually not as much like a lot of the bigger content creators are making content like we put like five silvers against uh, a radiant and whatnot and that kind of stuff there's not actually many content creators that go into the background of it other than pros or analysts or coaches yeah or coaches yeah. and mm. i feel like there's there's not many smaller content creators that are at least in the valorant scene that, that do that like no one really looks into that kind of thing and it's always mm. something that i've wanted to look into mm. it's, it's why i spend so long on maps like the other night just going around and explaining shit but it's just putting that down and into a concept to put onto youtube it's like it's trying to figure out what the best way possible to have that feed into something economy also questions though maybe if it's just because of the kind of viewership that seeks that kind of content uh though maybe a little bit less than everything else because You know, all the entertainment stuff is like thrown out there. It's like it's the content that is suggested, but really, you're only going to find more um, technical and like knowledge-based videos if you're searching for it, or you're looking at lineups. You know, lineups is the biggest thing that you'll find that people will look for directly by search terms. Yeah. Just to try and get, I want to learn this angle to throw this utility, or just where I can get this crazy angle on a person without them even seeing me. 100%. that you'll look for but you won't be looking for you know how do i uh win more of my gunfights like you might have that as like a search topic that will instantly come up with a video but when you go down that kind of tree of that type of content the more finer detail stuff where it's less or after um that's where you'll kind of drop off in viewership i feel mm. Although, saying that, I think there's a... I watched a string of videos. It's the, it's the videos where um, Valorant creators turn around and they, and they use Aimlabs for like a yeah. week. And they'll go, I used Aimlabs for a week and this is what happened. That's their title. 
there's so many videos of that. Um, and yes, technically at this point it's kind of oversaturated, but a lot of these creators go super in depth on the numbers on how they improved right. and how you can do it in a, in a, in a, in the most effective way. And only a handful of people do that. It's the same. It's, it's, it's like, um, like there's uh, you don't see a lot of big creators make stuff like montages like a, mo a majority of the best montages you'll find for valorant at least they're gonna have a hundred to a thousand subs maybe two thousand right. at a push yeah. <laughs> and the editing is insane on it and it's like I, what i wonder if that's because they're a smaller in a smaller group um, that they that they, they put more into their creation of content. I mean, that that's the thing. And sometimes with a big one, a bigger person. Oh well, I've already got I've already got a hundred thousand people, so I'll just chuck this out. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but it could. You know, that could affect that could affect stuff like that. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I know for a fact that, especially on YouTube, there's there's two different sides of YouTube. There's quality over quantity and there's quantity over quality yep. <laughs> which yeah. at the moment for us we're half assed on both which is not where I want to be yeah. but I feel like I don't know I feel like for something like the Jingle Jam that, that I have a lot of content for just pumping stuff out from that I think that's fine Yeah, but I, I do want to create some standalone videos like these podcasts. They're a standalone yeah. thing that yeah. its own that it's its own entity mm. that it has there's not a lot that goes into the production of it because it, yeah. it's very simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just trying to have it as clean as a format as possible and as clean as a like visual standpoint that that was super important for me going into that yeah um and it's the same going forwards for any other content i create outside of just stream highlights mm. yeah. Yeah. Huh. well um everybody listening to the podcast um this is now going to be potentially a two-parter well, it is going to be at least a two-parter. Um, but we have come to the end of today's episode. Um, Dad, you all right? Yeah, so I just had to lean forward. Just like, um, okay. Um, but yes, um, that is all we have time for for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching along. Massive thank you to our guest, Olyra, aka Dark Acoustic, for joining us. Um, if people listening slash watching would like to find you and your stuff, where can they do so? And most importantly, Olyra, O-L-Y-R-A-A on Twitch. Um, and, I mean, outside of that, really, like, Twitter, that's kind of the, the main social that I would use outside of that. But I'll be honest, I don't really network as much as I used to and whatnot and interact. So, right. Twitch is main place. <laughs> 
Twitch is the main place. Okay. Um, you can find video episodes of the Voice Inside podcast and other Chase by Voices productions over on our YouTube channel, which you can find by going to youtube.com forward slash Chase by Voices. If you're driving at work or doing the laundry, you can listen to an audio version of this podcast over on Spotify by searching The Voice Inside by Chase by Voices. Vice versa, if you want to see a video version of this, you can head on over to that same YouTube link. Um, I, I literally just said that, didn't I, actually? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Um, once again, thank you for our guests for joining us. Um, thank you for listening or watching along. I've been Kyle. I've been Neil. And we've been Chase by Voices. The Voice Inside. Your head. Bye-bye. So guys, make sure you check out Chase My Voices all over the place. They're on Twitch, they're on YouTube, they're on the Spotify. You were listening to the podcast. Make sure that you grab your popcorn, your snacks, your, your pork scratchings, whatever you want. You get some water, you hydrate, you throw that water down your throat right now. I, or I swear I will cover your house and feed you cookies. <laughs> <laughs>